Hopefully your Wednesday has been drama-free. I nearly didn't make it in today. Train got delayed by a swan on the line. Grinds to a halt, middle of nowhere. Although by a river. And after a few minutes of silence, driver comes on, very apologetic. Sorry, everybody. Bit of a strange announcement. There's a swan on the line in front of us. They're protected by the Queen, so we're going to have to wait until it moves. You could hear him tooting his horn, like that train guy on TikTok. Tooting his horn, eventually, you look out the window, side of the train, swan gets up, walks off, on we go again. But a good little five, ten minute hold up. If you have been stopped in your tracks by an animal, I want to hear about it. Needn't actually be the tracks of a train. Anything. Animals stopped you doing something because that animal had other ideas. This one was, this one was not moving for a train. Well, five, ten minutes anyway. Neil says, back in 1990, I was a lifeguard at a Pontins holiday camp. It was an open-air swimming pool. Halfway through the season, the ducks on the duck pond had some chicks every single morning. I had to try to get the ducks off the swimming pool so people could swim. Sometimes it would take over an hour. Want to hear from you about when an animal has stopped you from doing something? I got holed up on the train today. A 100 mile an hour train versus a swan. There's only one winner. It's the swan, protected by the Queen. What's an animal stop you doing? Simon says, does the Queen not like the Absolute Radio Home Time show? It was the swan that stopped. It's the Queen that stops the swan from being moved by the train, you see. That's what's going on. Queen Queen, I think, loves home time, last I heard. Uh, when's an animal stopped you doing something? Chris says, tried to build some Ikea shelves a while back, got stopped by my cat, wanted some attention. He's tweeted a lovely picture of the cat on top of the Ikea instructions. That's your excuse, eh, Chris? Uh, 8, 12, 15, tell us what stopped you. Kevin, what happened to you? Well, I think it was about 10 years ago and we were coming back from uh, France and we were in a rush to get home because we had to pick the the dog up from the uh, from the kennels and that and we came to a, a standstill and we couldn't understand why and about 20 minutes later this bull comes racing up the fast lane towards us yeah, there was police chasing it and I think the farmer chasing it who it belonged to and uh, well then it comes zooming back about 10 minutes later and we were there for about two hours. I'm assuming in the end they got it when we finally did get moving. But, so this uh, this was the motorway? Yeah, it was the M25. Wow. Going from uh, Guildford towards uh, Heathrow. You weren't in a red car, were you? Because then I'd be freaking out. <laughs> i tell you what, we were amazed that it didn't come into contact with anyone. We were waiting for the crash bang. I would imagine it would have hit someone at some point, but luckily it wasn't us. Brilliant. Thank you, Kevin. That's a great story. Cheers. Bye. Uh, Ryan says, same thing. Swan on the track on the way to Stansted Airport. I missed a flight to Ireland. That swan cost me a fortune. Been asking uh, about the times that you have had your progress stopped by an animal. What was it? Uh, Lorraine, tell us what happened to you. Well, it was a, it looked like a baby deer. I was driving back from no function to Hickling. I live in rural Norfolk. And this deer was in the middle of the road, just circling, like, it looked like a little baby deer. Right. So I've stopped, someone stopped behind me, it was getting dark, I've got out the car and I've gone over, checked it over, because I thought someone hit it. Yep. Couldn't find any damage on him at all, so then I tried to put him up on the embankment and it just 
kept sliding down. <laughs> so I thought, oh, God. Anyway, I put him in the back of my car. Right. And because if I'd have left him there, he would have got killed. He yeah. or she, whatever. So then I start driving back. And as I'm driving back... It, so hang on, what, you were going to take him to a vet or something? Yeah, right. yeah, there was a vet in Stalham, but by the time I got there, it was too late, that was shut, and then it's coming round in the back of the car, and it starts jumping everywhere. <laughs> so I've, I've managed to drive back to Ickling, and I've gone to my neighbour, because she's got a massive big garden that goes to a dike, and I thought, I'll let him out there, because he's obviously all right now. Yeah. So I got out the car, knocked on the friend's door. She's come out, looked in the car, and she says, why would you bring a muntjac to me? They eat everything. I said, it's a baby deer. And she went, it's not, it's a muntjac. <laughs> Lorraine, fully, just, to give us a, just to give us a full picture, what type of car was this that you've got a, a fully grown deer bouncing around in the back of the car? Um, I've got a cougar, a Ford cougar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lorraine, that's amazing. It was a new car, so you can imagine it left a lot of mess. You were trying to do car. the right thing. You were trying to do the right thing. I did get it to safety in the end. We took it to near the field and it just shot off. Uh, you are going to struggle to beat this fine that I have to tell you about. Imagine you're 73 years late returning a library book. What do you reckon that climbs up to? Well, nearly £3,000. £2,847 is the fine that was due on a book called Stately Timber by Robert Hughes. If you don't know your books, <laughs> uh, it's an adventure story set in Boston should have been returned uh, to the Dunfermline Public Library on November the 6th, 1948. They received a parcel last week containing said book 73 years late. They have decided to waive the fine, which is very kind. I mean, respect to that person for finding the book and thinking, oh, wow, this should have gone back. It's a bit late. I'll take it. I think if I found a book that was that late, I'd keep it. I'd be scared of the fine. What's the biggest fine that you've had to pay, that you've racked up, and hopefully you paid? Tell us about it. 2,847 is going to take some beating. I racked up £80 in fines with Blockbuster for returning the film East is East four months late. I'd never actually got round to watching it. Brilliant. Chris says, I used to park my Mini in a street in Bootle to go to college. One day, I returned to find a parking fine, so I had to pay it. Turned out I had another five to pay. The kids in the street were nicking all the fines. There's <laughs> uh, some karma in that, Chris. Uh, Jason says, I worked for a... He's kept the company name back. I worked for a company a few years ago. We were five minutes late submitting the quarterly VAT return. We got a fine of around £1,500. It meant we had a sword hanging over us for the next four or five years as just one more late filing and the fine would be £25,000. We did not submit our VAT late ever again. I bet. 
Uh, Callum, tell us what you find. Oh, uh, I took my missus' cars to um, London because we were going to Salisbury on the weekend, so I took it on Friday, and I went down one road, and that was a congestion charge. Oh, no. Road. Oh, no, right. And, and literally, I thought nothing of it because I've been working in London for ages, and about, yeah, three months later, I got a fine, 680 quid. Oh, Callum, and it's not even your car... No, and you were trying, to, and you were trying to do a good thing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I had to take my missus' car because I had to pick her up from work on the way home to drive down to Salisbury for the weekend. And six hundred eighty quid later, I got the the phone call on a on a Friday. Once I've got paid, and obviously all my wages went to that. <laughs> Callum, the moral of the story is never do a good thing for someone else. No, definitely not. Just yeah. <laughs> there we are. There's a lesson, kids. Uh, Kenny says I owe my swear jar four hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Half of that is when I was putting together a flat pack wardrobe the other day. Uh, Kenny, we should get you on through the decades. You could pay some of it off. Uh, just had a tweet come in with a picture. Says one of my dad's old college books from the library. The fine currently stands at eight hundred and ninety-nine. Pounds. I wouldn't be all sort of uh, blase about it. They'll come looking for you. This is the show that has a radio station for every decade. Right now, time to jump through time. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio decade stations to win £500? Uh, on the line to try to do that is Colin. How are you, Colin? Yeah, very well, Richie. How Where, are you? Well, I'm good. Whereabouts are you, Colin? Uh, Petersfield in Hampshire. I know it. Uh, what have you been up to today? You been at work? I've been at work and uh, now I'm home waiting for this. Uh, well, let's hope that when you go in tomorrow, you can tell all your workmates about uh, your day of glory. Uh, we had a winner this time last week. Could be you tonight. Uh, let's Great. go through the rules. Seven questions, one from each of our sister stations. Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s of the present day. 60 seconds on the clock to get all those seven questions correct. You can't pass on a question, however, and when the time is up, that is it. Game over. Does that all make sense? I understand it, yes. How have you done, Colin, when you've heard others give this a try? Uh, the first guy who won, I, I got them all that night, but oh. I've never done it otherwise. <laughs> ah, OK, so you know it is doable, all right. Yeah, yeah. Which decade are we starting in then, Colin? Uh, we'll start at the beginning, in the 60s. OK, fair enough. Uh, right, good luck. Let's give this a go. Through the Decades. Right, 60s. Who sang the title track of the 1965 Bond film Thunderball? Tom Jones. Correct. Sandy Olsen and Danny Zuko, characters from which 1978 musical? Grease. Correct. Flick the Switch is a studio album by which band? 80s. ACDC. Correct. At 90s, what date is Groundhog Day from the film Groundhog Day? 29th of February? No. 5th of February? No. <laughs> Not a guess this year. 12th of January? No. <laughs> You've got about 363 left. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel like getting in the 60 seconds. 4th of June? No. 15th of December? <laughs> no, Colin. Oh, this is getting fruitless. 24th of December? Uh, no. 
because that would be Christmas Eve. You're a loser, and you have lost. That time is up. Um, it was the 2nd of February. Uh, I wasn't far off. You weren't far off. <laughs> and you made a really solid start. I was thinking it was something about Wednesdays. I was thinking, we've got another run on us here. <laughs> Colin, hard luck. That started really okay. well. But you are stuck in the 90s. And what irony that you are stuck in the 90s because of Groundhog Day. Well, yeah, that's right. I keep reliving the um, 2nd of February for the rest of my life. Uh, no winner today means we do play again tomorrow. And if you can't wait until then, uh, then you can play through the decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now. Uh, just say, open through the decades game. And off you go. Through the decades with Tesco To this here home time show on my own this week, Bush off on holiday. It's back next week. Countdown to Christmas, all the shops getting busier. I was in a big department store today in London. It's a posh one. I had my rucksack on. It's a big old rucksack. And I turned around and I nearly took out big, big, uh, big, big shelf. It's one of those sort of little spinny, hangy shelf kind of things of very ornate baubles kind of thing that you think a split second after you're like whoa that was close they all nearly went for a button had a look at the size of them 60 quid each there must have been a good hundred baubles on there you do the maths it's a pretty simple one it would have been a lot and then you see that sign breakages must be paid for it's just a frightening thought all of them goes that's that's like christmas gone for my my friends and family has that happened to you what happened? Did they really make you pay for the breakages? What was the store? Where were you? What did you break? Or did you get away with it? Were you just told to just leave and they swept up and you're thinking, I've really got away with that one. I'd love to hear your breakages stories, please. Uh, Ken says, me and my brother were in Disneyland, Florida with family. We were in the gift shop. He picked up what he thought was a snow globe, turned it upside down. To our horror, the globe came off, smashed on the floor. It wasn't a snow globe. We had to fork out $500. What was it? Don't have that in the text, Ken. Need more details. Uh, Ali, what did you break? I knocked over a Swarovski crystal stand in a garden centre. Wow. <laughs> How much did that cost you? That's, that's eye-watering. It didn't cost me anything, because I left. <laughs> <laughs> when you say you left, how rapid was the leaving? Well, the place was quite busy and there was an aisle. So I stepped back and I bumped the shelf and it fell over. So you walked out or you ran out? I didn't quite run out, but it was a quick walk. <laughs> it's more a run than a walk, isn't it, Ali? No, it was a quick walk. It wasn't an absolute belt out the door. <laughs> Have you ever been back in that garden centre? No, but I pass it every day. <laughs> There's no way I would ever go back in any... Oh, man, Ali, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Take care. Been asking for your breakages stories. Louise, you've got an expensive one? Yeah, my old auntie used to let us um, see inside her grandfather clock. Mm -hmm. And so when we were little one day in John Lucy's, my mum had this massive smash and it was my big sister had decided to have a look inside one of the clocks there and uh, yeah the door was locked and so over it went Wow, so John Lewis, you see a grandfather clock, well you and your sister you're thinking, we're normally allowed yeah. to look inside the one at me aunties, we're going to have a look yeah. inside this one, it falls over 
Absolutely. <laughs> what did John Lewis do? John Lewis, thankfully, are insured. So my <laughs> mum did not have to pay for the grandmother father clause. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. What relief for your mum. Did you ever go oh, and touch a grandfather clock ever again? <laughs> no. No, I think we were now like out of sight. <laughs>